I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Jimbo Paris. Welcome again to the Jimbo Paris Show. And today we have a special guest, Dr. Megan Mary Delegas. She has a doctor's in physical therapy. And additionally, she's also in a founder of the Living Well with Megan Mary. And I also heard as well, she's a nutrition coach as well. So she has a pretty big track record. Let's see what she's all about. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Nice. So can you kind of give me a bit of a summary of what you do? Yeah, sure. In my physical therapy world, I've had a transition of many jobs over the past years because of the pandemic. But at this current time, I'm a women's health physical therapist. So what that looks like is helping women experiencing more women-specific issues such as postpartum complications or even just recovery uh, help women get back into their best versions of their body. And what that can look like is doing a formal assessment, manual therapy, exercise therapy, nervous system management uh, prescriptions, and nutrition, like not supplementation so much as supplementing their care with nutrition guidance. And then anything from virtual sessions will be like we'll do anything from training to discussing uh, lifestyle habits and in person i'll also do therapy hands-on and training in the new york city area okay and what are postpartum complications it could be anything simple like just tearing of the pelvic floor which is the the lower muscles of the abdomen and so that could be just recovering from that helping women actually develop strength in an area where they have passed the baby and so helping them get back from a prenatal and postpartum state to a return to activity or fitness or whatever it is that they do whether it's their job that um, is more manual based or movement based or just general lifestyle goals um, to help them optimize their life again. So you're a jewelry artist from Althea collection, right? Ah, yeah, that's actually just one of my collections. Everything I make, it's just Megan Marie handmade is or handmade luxury is what I have deemed my small shop that is, you know, starting to grow pretty rapidly. But the Althea collection itself is just a sub collection of jewelry that I'm making. So it's it's handmade chains and examples of one that I'm wearing on my wrist and my my neck. So different types of chains that are handmade. Why jewelry? Oh, good question. One of those like stumble into it slash passion slash timing things. So I've always liked jewelry since I was young. It was one of those things where you, you kind of just, you know, peruse those window shops and you, you look at them and you observe them. And I would always look at these pieces and just wonder, oh, I would have done this differently or I would have done this in this way so it suits my style more. So it was a lot of uh, analyzing, but in the height of making or building up my business, I used to live in San Francisco. I now live in the New York area. I needed a hobby away from work because 
for any entrepreneur, you know that it's consuming all the time. Your mind is always thinking about work in some capacity. And I needed something that had nothing to do with wellness because wellness is very broad. It could be eating well, it could be moving your body, it could be fitness. So everything that felt like it was tied to wellness specifically felt like work at times in the beginning. So jewelry, I just decided to take classes because I got into those YouTube rabbit holes of like how to's. And I was like, okay, now I just want to actually apply some of these things that I'm learning on YouTube. And so I took courses and classes. And then I initially started working with silver and brass. And then now I work with fine metals like yellow gold and, and um, white gold. Mm. Yeah. So you seem to have a lot of different skill sets and talents and hobbies. And what I'm trying to get at now is what are you focusing at right now? Oh, uh, right now? Majority of my efforts are towards making jewelry. It's just so therapeutic for me. It's one of those things where in order to make it, I have to put my phone down. I have to put everyone away. And then I just need to do the jewelry. I need to craft it. So I'm very present. I'll either listen to audiobooks or music or whatever. And I have found, especially after this pandemic or in it and whatever, I really needed something that grounded me and made me like process life a little bit. And so since then, things have been growing. I just want to keep growing. It's very different than, than healthcare. That has its thing. I'm doing it. I'm still growing. I'm still learning within it. I'm still working with clients, but it kind of is self-sustaining at this point. And the, the jewelry is really just that passion project that I think like fuels the soul in a different way. So a passion project. And... What were your first pieces that you made exactly? Were you proud of your first pieces? How critical are you of your jewelry? Is every oh jewelry God. great to you or are some not so good? I'm very detail oriented. So I am critical in a way, but I don't continue the process of making jewelry if I feel like it's not aligning right. So usually by the time I get to the end of a project, I'm already in love with it. But an example of a, an original, I don't sell this anymore because I do ex exclusive collections where there's a limit on how many I sell because I want it to be special for the, the buyer. But this is just an example. It's a ring. Let me see if I can get myself by the camera. It's a ring. This I think I sold out of last year, but I'm not wearing another item that I usually make, but... It's just one of those things where I love the process from start to finish and each step along the way gets refined. So it only gets better as I go. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's very rare nowadays to find handmade chains. Everything is made just in mass production. So anything handmade that you would maybe find now is a little bit more old school, a little less modern. And so I'm trying to kind of create a modern feel, something that's going to last a while that is different, but also very, like timeless, almost like reinventing the, the chain, the gold chain or the metal chain. It doesn't have to be yellow gold, but yeah. Do you have a grand goal at the end of this? Oh, of course. So for me, my goal is really to create a lifestyle where I can be the best version of myself, whether it's I'm finding this balance of wealth, not money wealth, but energy and time and a creativity and presence. So a wealth of all those things for me feels like I need to create a lot of different things and have different projects. And that's just the way my brain works too. I can't just do one thing. So I don't know if that answers your question, but if, if that's my bigger grand goal is to have a, a balanced life. So growing chains and jewelry and making sales on those through social media and 
through interviews is just one of many ways that I can do that. I'd love to travel one day and use my travels as inspiration for jewelry or other items that I might make for my shop. So the goals are there. They're a little gray on purpose. The overarching one is, is, a, is a life well lived with enough variety and uh, wealth. So. So what I'm getting from you is that you sound like a very intuitive person. You know, you're guided a lot by your passion and your emotions. But at the same time, you're a very focused person as well. And I think that's an interesting combination because. Okay. And the next question I have for you is what is the biggest challenge of being an artist? The challenges of being an artist. I would say creativity, for at least for me, it comes when I'm relaxed. And so we know what life is like. It's not always relaxing. I would argue that sometimes it's mostly not relaxing. So to be an artist, at least for me, I'm definitely just speaking for myself here, I need to be in a certain headspace to be able to create or to feel you know, you know, this like wonder lusty, like feel of like, you know, travel and inspiration and things that would, would inspire my actual jewelry. I don't get that all the time. And when I'm not in that headspace, I'm getting better now at recognizing when it's stress that's interfering with it, but it, it can get in your head as to like, why am I, you know, why do I feel so blocked right now? And, and I would say that that's probably my biggest struggle from a, an execution standpoint. I think from an artistry perspective, I think it's a little more challenging for people to get recognized, to be appreciated for art. A lot of people want things quick at this point. They want things less expensive. They want quality without the price tag. So there are, there's actual like societal struggles with being an artist. I am lucky because I'm not facing a lot of these things because it is not my main income. It's not my main thing. It's not what is driving me with making jewelry it really is for my wellness and if i make amazing sales along the way and it, it's growing to be this hybrid business and passion then that's amazing but i would say that that artistry has been hard and it's actually getting easier now with social media because at the very least people can now showcase their pieces their style their their eccentric uh, approach to visual things and whatever it is they it's getting a little bit easier using something like say Instagram to show what you're doing, the behind the process or behind the scenes process, things like that. So there's, a, there's something really nice to, you know, I wouldn't imagine being able to do this very easily, you know, two decades ago. I could be wrong, but that's how it, it feels to me. Yeah, that's how I see it at least. Now we talked about sort of your best skill, but what's a skill that you may want to improve on more, you think may need more, more work? in jewelry in regards to your general business experience yeah jewelry oh, yeah. anything oh so good that's actually a great question that's not where i thought you were going with it that you're talking about like an actual skill which we could talk about too but um yeah. for me consistency is actually very hard with business i have like the classic creator brain which is dive in very interested very invested very invested until you're not and then you can't focus very well so creating systems to allow for consistency i think is especially hard for me and it was hard even when i just had my pt business not because of jewelry is all of a sudden in this now i have to juggle more that is part of it but i struggled with it in just the healthcare side of things a thousand different hats for any entrepreneur is being worn 
and trying to pick which one to wear when and how to minimize the time wasted trying to transition is not a skill set that I am very good at. I, I've gotten better at it, but I think some people are just far better at it than I am. So that's the kind of stuff that very much creates turmoil emotionally for me. The why can't I just get the simple task done every single day like everyone else can, you know? But I, I know I'm not alone on people struggle with it in various areas of their life, but it definitely feels apparent for me in, in business. Now, you've sort of built yourself up to this point and you sort of want to give back to people and especially women in need. So the next question I have is, how do you help others and what services do you specifically provide? So if we're just talking about healthcare, I have a lot of different services that I've developed over the years. Mm. I give a lot of information and just perspective shifts on my social media platform. So a lot of information there and very agnostic, non-biased information. So the kind of information where it's not the sexy thing that you see on the internet. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's not the sexy thing you see on the internet, but it's the thing that's actually right, as, as right as I know it. And so I also have subscription platforms where I allow people to communicate with me, ask questions. I post exercises and videos and explanations for things based on what someone might be asking for. So that's a low cost way to work with me without working with me. And then I also do one-on-one -on -one sessions. That's how I will work with people. In clinic, I actually just started negotiating or chatting with one of my superiors because I, I am contracted out of a clinic. I, I rent space out of it, essentially. And we will be offering pro bono pelvic floor physical therapy, which really works at, looks at the, the lower muscles of the abdomen for women. And it, the, the population is just refugee women. So that will be pro bono, hopefully come January. And then as far as other ways that I give back from jewelry, there are a percentage of my profits that get donated to the studies of women's health. Because up until a few decades ago, I believe all studies were performed on men and then interpreted by men. It excludes the fact that there are differences between women and men. And so, and there are different conditions that men won't typically have, right? So think of something like endometriosis. That's not really studied in men. And so the point is there's more and more studies happening out there for women. And I want to contribute to that. So a percentage of my jewelry profits will get donated to that. And you mentioned, you know, your ability to sort of connect and communicate with others. So what strategies did you use to market yourself and sort of market the art that you have as well? And maybe this could be something that could resonate with some of the other women or people in the audience who want to start their own businesses as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that where I am right now, I can mostly attribute it to social media because I had no choice during the pandemic. When I moved, I lost any in-person community that I had. And I ended up moving home with my folks because I was planning to move to New York, but I put that on hold and I just ended up moving to my, my parents, which they're in Boston. So that's East Coast. Um, so the plan was there. It was just on pause for New York. But what was beautiful about being home is I was I got to be with my family 
in a way that I never would have otherwise. And I was in a, what I would say, stable home. I was really lucky. I could, I didn't have to pay rent. I was at my parents' house. So in that time, I just built everything virtual. I had started social media from a business standpoint, Instagram particularly, at that time. And I just basically, the way I like to use social media, and it has evolved over time, is to throw out information of the field specifically and provide value, basically. If people have questions, I try to answer it through a social media post. I like to sometimes video um, a conversation I'm having with a, a client or patient. They're anonymous, but people can see what I'm saying in those conversations. I like to basically put words to questions all the time. So that's how I did it. And I built a social following a lot over that time. I kind of slowed down because I have other sources of referrals and social media does take a lot of energy and I don't need it as much as I needed it during the pandemic. But Instagram is exactly what I did. That was almost all of it. And jewelry, it is still now. I use a different handle for my my jewelry. I just post what I have. I post what I'm making, some behind the scenes. It's more of an enjoyable process for me. And it's actually where I get almost all of my sales. But the same thing, it's it's just providing the item. I try to be as authentic as possible. I'm trying not to look at and do what other people are doing just to gain a following. I think it's gotten, to me, it has helped to just honor what am I doing with my work and what are the things that I can help people with how do I help people at this state? And how can I put it into video or picture or written format for people? It's a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie, it's exhausting sometimes to do the social media thing, but it has proven very effective for me. And this jewelry store, it is an online jewelry store, right? It's, it's all not um, it's not brick and mortar. No, I think one day I would like a brick and mortar, or at least I would like a studio that I work out of that also houses my jewelry. But no, everything's all online. You know, because of it, because it's not a brick and mortar, it's hard for people to just buy a piece of jewelry if they've never seen it. That's why I try to provide photos and I'm trying to grow my collection of the variety of photos in which I wear the jewelry. And what I offer instead is complimentary zoom calls with me so if you had called me and you're like megan i'm interested in a chain can we talk about it you know what i would do is i would you know showcase these chains and we would talk about it and i would talk about how i make it and you know what kind of length what might be uh, appropriate for you based on your goals what thickness and stuff like that so it's my way of you know connecting to people even if it's still virtual with the goal that maybe one day I'll do um, an in-person or a brick and mortar shop. I will do pop-ups at some point. So um, my hope is 2023, I'll do pop-ups in person, but out of, you know, you know, partnership type stores or events or things like that. Based on your goals. So you give people jewelry based on the specific goals they have? Yeah. So the idea is that we all have different sizes in clothing. Right. And we have all these different body shapes. And so why is jewelry so standardized? Some things look really good at a certain length on someone. And if it's a different thickness or a different style, it actually might look better if it's longer than shorter. And so my, my goal is really by creating is to personalize the experience of, you know, I'm not a Tiffany's, 
but I'm going to provide you something very personal and it's going to be a very good quality too. So that's my goal with these chains is you pick the style that you like based on what you want to wear it for. And we'll decide if it's going to be a bracelet, a long necklace, a short necklace, an anklet, or maybe you do, you know, a matching pair and, and all that. So the idea is that there's so much you can do with it. Mm. And when can you finally say you are successful and have you finally said that or are you still looking to say that in the future oh that's a very good question i redefine success all the time for me it's that wealth we were talking about so i've had moments without a doubt where i'm extremely successful i have stability in my income and i have free time and i have family that I love and I have, you know, creative outlets. So I will say I am probably luckier than most. I will also say that as any entrepreneur knows, there is a lot of ups and downs with creating a business or two. So there are moments where I feel the stability is not strong of my foundations. And I no longer feel that way so much as I used to. At this stage for me, it's now how do I balance these businesses with a, you know, a nice social life and healthy activities. So I do all those things, but sometimes I'm very skewed. I'm only working for four weeks or I'm only not working and I'm, you know, cooking really healthy meals or I'm being really social and I'm, I'm creating beautiful connections with people, but you know, I could probably be working more. So for me, success is when there's at least a pretty good equilibrium of everything, even though we know that's pretty elusive. I think I'm well on my way though. I'm very much well on my way. I, I have help now. I have people that can help me when I am, you know, before it used to be all me and nothing, no one else. So now I have some help, which is great. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Now this has been, you know, an excellent interview. I've learned a lot about jewelry and a little bit about physical therapy as well. And just to end this off, I have a few more questions. Um, how can people, first of all, reach out to you? For physical therapy or just wellness in general. So you can find me on my Instagram account at Megan Marie underscore PT. So M-E-G-A-N-M-A-R-I-E underscore PT. And that's my healthcare wellness page. My jewelry page is, yeah, perfect. So yeah, if you click the link, you can find a way to schedule me, you can email me, et cetera. And my jewelry page is Megan Marie, same spelling, M-E-G-A-N-M-A-R-I-E, dot handmade. Hmm. Instagram as well. I'm also on other platforms like TikTok, but primarily on Instagram, sorry. So that's, that's the fastest way to, to get to me or find all my info. Okay. And do you have any final advice you would like to give to the audience before I let you off here? I think as someone who has been through the ups and downs of trying to find identities and a place in a world that is either work-oriented or you know stigma-oriented or a certain way of being, I, I would say I would encourage people to spend a lot of time reflecting on what feels right and trying to very slowly honor that and work your way towards just something that feels a little out of reach really slowly. I always tell people, if you just learned how to 
I don't know, play golf or salsa dance, and you spent your time once a week or every other week taking lessons for 30 years, you'll get so much better over that time. Instead of trying to do something so perfectly every single day and so consistently, do it with a lot less expectation of like intensity and spread it out over a long period of time and, and trust the process of the ups and downs too because nothing worth having is easy. All right. Well, thank you again, Mrs. Delegas. This has been an excellent interview. Um, no problem. Thank now, you so much. just for a few, a few quick shout outs here. So the first shout I'd like to give is to LifeWork Systems. This is Judy Ryan. She is our partner. She is essentially an HR superstar. She goes into big corporate businesses, improves the workforce within those businesses, and in general, just creates a better collegial environment. The next thing I would like to get into is our YouTube channel. I think we're at 102 subscribers now. So thank you again for reaching out to us, subscribing, ringing that bell. Please continue doing that. And then the next thing is our Roku channel. This will be on Roku TV as well as all of our other episodes. So if you want to learn more about jewelry and those types of things, just check out the episode when it airs too. And then last piece, Jimbo Paris Services. We also offer a marketing, coaching, consulting service now. I will go out of my way to make content for you, edit content, consult you, and help guide you in the right direction. All right. So I'm Jimbo Paris. This is the Jimbo Paris Show. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to The Jimbo Parish Show. 